If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This Christmas, feel joy, gift joy, and send them joy with the perfect gift at Arnott's. Explore an endless array of gifting that will bring joy to everyone on your list. Shop Irish at the Christmas market, support emerging new businesses with Pitch 22, or find something extra special from one of our world-class brands. Shop in-store and online at arnott's.ie. Life's full of things we can't depend on, like the Irish weather, predictably unpredictable. When you're cutting it fine, but the tractor in front is out for the day. No winner of this week's you-know-what. So much for lucky seven. But some things you can depend on. Like in home heating. Emo, Jones Oil and Campus Oil are now Certa, Delivering the same warmth to your home now and into the future. For home heating you can depend on, see CertaIreland.ie. Monsters is a podcast about the worst human beings on the planet. Listener discretion is advised. Randall Ross was distraught over his failed marriage. His wife, Amy Ross, had left him and was planning a divorce, so he decided to go to her and stop her from leaving him. This is Monsters. Amy Mominy was a lifetime resident of Ohio, being born in Toledo to Jean and Sheila Mominy. She received a Bachelor of Science in Art Therapy from Bowling Green State University. She had a brother, Robert, and a sister, Andrea. She married Randy Ross, and the couple had been married since at least 2007, because according to Amy's family members, she had filed for divorce sometime that year. She had missed two court appearances, causing the case to be dismissed. After an extensive search of records throughout the state of Ohio, I wasn't able to find any records from the divorce proceedings. She filed for divorce again in April of 2012, where she cited cruelty and neglect as grounds for the divorce. Amy voluntarily dismissed the case about a month after it was filed. Details about their relationship are scarce, but it was clear that it was not completely healthy. Amy's sister, Andrea Swope, testified that Amy had begun staying with her frequently in February of 2013, and that became a full-time living arrangement by March. Andrea lived with her daughter, Summer, who was 13 years old at the time. Amy was planning to divorce Randy again, and it sounded like this time she was serious. On March 27th, Amy had hired a moving company to help bring some of her belongings from the house that she had shared with Randy in Fremont, Ohio, to Andrea's home in Oak Harbor, about 20 minutes north, just over the Portage River. Uh, why don't you take us back to the morning you got up on the 27th? What, did it, what were you doing? Um, my sister and I, Amy, got up very early because... She wanted to move the rest of her stuff out of her house. We met the moving van there at about seven or so. 
So a moving van came from someplace else with other people in it? And, yes. And what do you mean by there? To her house in Fremont. The marital home, the home that she has shared? Yes. With Randy Ross. Okay. What happened next? The movers helped us to move the stuff that she wanted into the truck. And then the truck followed us to my house. And then they helped us move her stuff into my house. Since you had a truck and movers, they must have been large items that you were moving? Yes. Could you tell us what's all of them were? Table, couch, chairs, a large rug, and then just boxes of her stuff. And why were you doing this at 7 o'clock in the morning? She wanted to get it done as soon as possible that day while Randy was at work. And do you know what his hours of work were at that time? I know that he went in early, but that's all I know. So it was time then so that you could move this stuff out without Randy being around. Correct. Andrea describes that they had gone to Amy's previous house when they did because Randy would be at work. It sounds like Amy was expecting a confrontation if she went there while Randy was at home. They finished moving the items from the van into Andrea's house at about 9 o'clock in the morning. Andrea's daughter, Summer, was at home because her school was on spring break, but she still had track practice, so Amy accompanied her sister to drop off Summer at the school before having an early lunch at a local subway. After they ate, the pair went back to the school to pick up Summer and headed home. At around 11.30 a.m., Randy showed up at Andrea's house. I saw the white truck, and I knew that it was Randy's. And I told my daughter, Summer, and Amy that he was here. And I asked Amy what she wanted me to do. She knew I meant, do you want me to call the cops or do you want And the three of us went upstairs. We were just hoping that if we didn't answer the door, it would just go away. So the knocking was at the door. And I asked Amy again what she wanted me to do. And she said, let me just go tell him to leave. Did you say, let me go, just go tell him to leave? That's what my sister said. Do you know which door he was knocking at? He was knocking at the front door. Do you know whether that door was locked or not? It was locked. They initially went upstairs in hopes that he would just go away, but eventually Amy decided she would just go down and tell him to leave. So we were upstairs. And she said, let me just go tell him to leave. And she went downstairs. And I could hear her talking. And I could hear him talking through the door. He was saying things like, just let me in. 
and she was saying things like, you need to leave or I'm going to call the police. And she said, you need to leave. Andy and Summer are here. And he said, why are they here? And she said, because it's spring break. Randy's defense claimed that he didn't go to Andrea's home with the intent to kill Amy. But a little detail at the end of the last audio clip has always stood out to me. Andrea said she heard Amy say that Summer and Andy, meaning Andrea, were there, to which Randy responds, quote, why are they here, end quote. He didn't know that it was spring break and assumed that Amy would be alone. I believe he thought he would be able to kill Amy with no witnesses and was surprised to find out that his plan was not going to work. That's my opinion. Andrea eventually came down the stairs to see what was going on. Amy was talking to Randy through the front door, which was locked. But since he wouldn't leave, Amy told Andrea to call 911. She didn't have time to make the call as Randy started breaking down the door. Amy turned to me and told me to call the police. Randy started knocking the door down. It didn't take any time. He busted it open. Then came in. Then we ran upstairs. And while we were running upstairs, I looked back and I could see he had a gun. He was holding it right here. And my sister yelled. He's got a gun. Andrea, when you were showing us where he was holding the gun, it was uh, against uh, your, your stomach, and, and uh, you were holding it as if it were pointing down at that time, right? Yes, he was holding it like this, and that's how running you, up the stairs. That's how, when you first saw the gun. Yes. About the same time that Amy said he's got a gun. Right. Summer was already hiding in one of the bedroom closets when Amy and Andrea came in and tried to hold the bedroom door shut. Andrea knew they wouldn't be able to keep Randy out, so she went to the closet and tried to comfort Summer. Randy stormed in the room, and he grabbed Amy by the hair. He pushed her down on the floor, and he held the gun to her head. He was yelling things at her. And we were screaming, we were screaming. Can you remember what was said or just remember that it was screaming? I just remember him yelling something at her and the screaming. I remember her screaming. Push him off of her. She got away from her head. Randy initially grabbed Amy by the hair and held the gun to her head, but she managed to shake him free. And when she ran to the other side of the bedroom, Randy held up the gun and pointed it at her. How do you know this? I saw him. I saw the gun. I saw him do it. And what happened next? He held the gun straight out in front of him, aimed at her, 
I'm sorry, I couldn't hear that, Andrew. I looked at him. And I said, Randy, please don't do this. And he looked back at her. And then he looked back at us again. took a stronger hold in the gun and he yelled at her he yelled at her he said you think you can take everything from me He said, quote, you think you can take everything from me, end quote. Amy taking items from the house seemed to be the catalyst for Randy's actions that day. Now, I don't want to sound like I'm blaming Amy for anything. None of her choices make her murder her fault in any way, but I do want to bring this up for anyone else who may be in a similar situation in the future. Stop and think about how important your physical possessions are before you take them out of an ex's house. I understand needing clothing, medications, and other toiletries, but Andrea describes them moving a table, a couch, chairs, and a large rug. Amy didn't have her own place yet, and it seemed like getting those items possibly could have waited. If you're separating from a significant other who's been abusive to you in the past, you might not want to just up and take furniture out of their home. Waiting until the divorce was final may have given him some time to accept the situation, and he may have gotten a court order for what she was going to take so there were no surprises. It's definitely not a guarantee, but just remember that your life is always going to be more important than the furniture. I believe that Randy's plan was always to kill Amy and then himself. When I said he thought there would be no witnesses earlier, I didn't mean witnesses to identify him to the police. I meant that he thought he would be able to carry out his plan without having anyone there to witness the horrific act. He put the gun underneath his chin. He lifted his head a little. Then he shot himself. And I saw mostly but also blood and other things will splatter all over was there another shot that day? yes he was still standing and he put the gun back about the same exact spot and shot himself again. And that was the last shot that day? Yes. Was he still standing after the second shot? No, he fell after the second shot. Randall Ross put the gun under his chin and pulled the trigger. The bullet went up through his chin and exited through his left eye. It didn't kill him. It didn't even knock him down. He then put the gun under his chin and pulled the trigger again. 
This time, the bullet went up through his chin and exited through his forehead. Again, it didn't kill him, but this time it did knock him down. He dropped the gun and ran out of the room, leaving the house through the front door. After Randy had left, Andrea called 911. She also noticed that Randy had left the gun on the floor, so she picked it up and set it on the windowsill. It was only a few minutes before Police Chief Jody Hatfield arrived on the scene. What did you see when you approached the scene? Uh, upon my initial arrival to the residence, um, when I pulled up to the scene, I noticed a gray car, gray car uh, which was black and or gray in color, uh, identified as a Pontiac G6 later, um, a white pickup truck and another silver car parked in the parking lot. Um, and at this time is when I observed uh, Mr. Ross uh, pacing back and forth in front of the pickup truck. Okay, I'll show you what has been marked as stage 15. Can you identify that? Yes, Your Honor. Oh. Or, yes, sir. That is the uh, pickup truck, the silver car, and then it was a grayish color that day for what I remember, but it's the Pontiac T6 off to the left. Okay, so, so those are the residents. Those are the three cars that you saw when you pulled into the into the, at the scene? Correct. Are, those, are they parked in the same location? Yes, they are. When you first arrived there? Yes. Okay. Is this, a, is this another view of that same scene? Correct. Okay. What happened next? Uh, at that time, uh, you said again, I observed Mr. Ross pacing in front of the uh, pickup truck, pickup truck, which I confronted him at that time, advised him to go to the ground, uh, and kept giving him commands to go to the ground, to lay down, go to your knees, and continued giving those orders. You called him Mr. Ross. Did you know him when you approached him? I have known him in the past through other dealings. Okay. Uh, not necessarily criminal in nature, but just citizen to police officer. Correct, through hunting and, and stuff like that. Okay, so uh, did he have any visible wounds? He did. Uh, he had uh, severe trauma to the left side uh, of his facial area and, and to the head, and there was blood, profuse blood, uh, all over his clothing. Despite these wounds, you were able to recognize them? Correct. When Chief Hatfield arrived, Randy was pacing around in the front of the house with clearly visible trauma to his face. Hatfield told him to get on the ground and Randy rolled up a coat and laid down on his side with the head on the coat. Hatfield checked him for weapons and then went inside to clear the scene. In the upstairs bedroom, he found Amy lying on the floor. She had no pulse, the single bullet had struck her in the heart and killed her almost instantly. He found the gun on the windowsill and secured it. Paramedics arrived and attempted to revive Amy, but it was no use. Randy was taken to the hospital where he recovered from his wounds, but he lost his left eye. He was charged with aggravated murder, aggravated burglary, and kidnapping. At his trial, his defense argued that he should only be convicted of murder instead of aggravated murder because he didn't go to Andrea's house that day with the intent to murder Amy. Supposedly, he went there to attempt to rekindle his relationship. If that was true, why did he bring a gun? Based on the timeline, he had gotten off of work, 
gone home, saw that items were missing from the house, and drove to Andrea's house. He showed up with a gun, broke in, and after shooting Amy, he said, quote, You think you can take everything from me? End quote. In a moment of rage, he went to Andrea's house with the intent to kill Amy and then himself. The jury agreed, and Randall Ross was found guilty on two counts each of aggravated murder, murder, aggravated burglary, and one count of kidnapping. On January 14, 2016, he was sentenced to life without parole plus 25 years to be served consecutively. Randy filed an appeal, but the 6th District Court of Appeals denied it in March of 2017. If you're the victim of domestic abuse, please reach out to someone for help. Please call the National Domestic Abuse Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233, or go to thehotline.org to chat with someone online. The great thing about this website is that, at any time, hitting the escape key twice will instantly take your browser to a Google search page. In the event the abuser is nearby, you can assure that you don't get caught trying to get help. If you're having feelings of harming yourself or someone else, or even just need someone to talk to, please contact your local mental health facility, call 911, or call Mental Health America, who operate the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. They're available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Be safe. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed it, you can help us out by leaving us a review or rating on whatever podcast app you listen through. You can also subscribe to the show to ensure you don't miss an episode. Also, remember that if you'd like to support the show, you can find information on how to do that at thisismonsters.com forward slash support. Thanks again. Life's full of things we can't depend on, like the Irish weather, predictably unpredictable. When you're cutting it fine, but the tractor in front is out for the day. No winner of this week's you-know-what. So much for lucky seven. But some things you can depend on, like in home heating. Emo, Jones Oil and Campus Oil are now Certa. Delivering the same warmth to your home now and into the future. For home heating you can depend on, see certaireland.ie. It's flu season, and children are twice as likely as adults to catch the flu, which can sometimes cause serious illness. That's why all children aged 2 to 17 can get their free nasal spray flu vaccine, a safe and effective way to protect them and the rest of your family too. So make an appointment with your GP or pharmacist. Visit hsc.ie forward slash flu for more information from the HSC. This Christmas, feel joy, gift joy and send them joy with the perfect gift at Arnott's. Explore an endless array of gifting that will bring joy to everyone on your list. Shop Irish at the Christmas market, support emerging new businesses with Pitch 22 or find something extra special from one of our world-class brands. Shop in-store and online at arnott's.ie.